it's important to learn from our mistakes, but it's also even more important to celebrate our successes, right? We need to do both. I guess I shouldn't say it's even more important. We need to do both. Be aware of the inner mean girl and engage in some self-reflection. And yes, slowing down is absolutely necessary. If you're filling your days with doing all the things for everyone else, you're not going to have that time. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey there, super moms. What you're listening to today has been recorded live inside my Facebook community, Moms Without Capes. Because of this, you may hear me talking to the moms who are tuning in live and leaving comments in real time. But know that the content is super valuable and meant to help you discover and fall in love with who you are underneath your super mom cape. If you want to be part of my amazing community of moms who are getting comfortable with hanging up their capes and be there at the live recordings of this podcast, come find us on Facebook or check out the show notes for the link to join my group, Moms Without Capes. Hope to see you in the group. Instead of leaving 2023 with regrets, instead, taking the time to look at our actions and our thoughts and our situation in 2023 and extract the lessons that we need to be learning. Because I have been doing, um, this morning when I was doing some reading, I'm reading, well, I'm reading like five books, but <laughs> this book that I'm reading this in the morning is Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but in it was very something that I read that was very applicable for today's life. And it says, we are products of our past, but we don't have to be prisoners of it. Too often we end up living with regret and anger and doing all these things like that are resentment, having all these emotions and they keep us stuck. They keep us prisoners in our past. And so that's really the ultimate thing today, I want to just encourage you to take a look. And instead of living in that regret, instead, what lessons can you learn? And I want to start off by encouraging you to practice gratitude, right? We all know the power of gratitude. And so I want to, if you leave with nothing else, like starting that practice of gratitude, it is self-care. I want to share with you some things that I'm thankful for. So I'm thankful for each and every one of you here in the Moms Without Capes community. Without you, we would not have Moms Without Capes. I love being here. Like I love serving you. I love, you know, whether you are coming to all of the events or you are a lurker, like you don't very, don't engage much, but you're learning things. My favorite thing is when I hear, Christina, actually you were somebody who ended up last Christmas, you called me last, not Christmas, but when I was doing the self-care in the um, self-care through the holidays masterclass and you called me and you were like, I can't get on. And I was like, who is this lady? <laughs> like, I was like, oh my gosh, you were like, I've been following you. Like you came into the class. You're like, I've been following you. And all of a sudden I'm like, 
And I looked back, I'm like, you hardly engaged at all. Like you, I felt like you came out of the woodwork, but yet you were listening, you were learning, you were making changes to your life. And I love that. Like, cause I always feel like, is anyone even listening? Like, and for a long time, like nobody would come to my lives. Nobody would even um, engage. And so I was constantly like, just kind of left up in the air, but I'm like, I love doing this. So I'm going to continue doing it. So I am thankful for each and every one of you in this community. I'm thankful for my family that they are alive and well, um, that I was able in 2023, I was able to visit my mom and my family and my friends all back East four times, which is the most that I've ever done since we moved here in 2009. Um, two of the times, well, one of the time was because my grandmother passed away. So, but I was able to, and I'll get into that in a second, but I was able to visit them and be back, be back home or back East um, for four times, which is pretty exciting. I am thankful that I found fair play, which I've been talking about in the group quite a bit. And that is that system that helps create equity in the home or, or kind of move you towards equity um, in regards of sharing the load, sharing the domestic and the childcare responsibilities. So when I read that book, and got introduced to that, I was like, this is a game changer. So I decided to start implementing it in my home. So I'm thankful that I found that. And then I became certified as a facilitator so that I can help other, other moms implement that into their households. I'm thankful that I got to go to Hawaii. My second time, I haven't gone since high school, but we got to go to Hawaii on a big trip that was my in-laws 50th anniversary back in February. Um, so that was something that was super fun. Got to bring the whole family and everything. I became more involved in my church. And I met some awesome people right here in my community. My word for 2022 was connect. And that was my very first networking group that I've ever went to, like event. And I was hooked. I loved meeting people and learning what they're doing and getting connected with those people in my community. So those are just some of the things that I'm thankful for. Let me know in the comments. What are some things that you're thankful for? Like those positive things that have happened through the year, through 2023. Let me know what, what are you thankful for? I'm going to take a peek at the thing. Um, the food shop is, <laughs> Christina, I'm trying to get it done. I'm trying. And I might have to just, you know, it might just take a day or two, or I might have to just ask somebody. So your last day of schools today, class parties, gifts for teachers. So many things to do before Christmas. Yes. And TGIF, <laughs> extracting the lessons, gratitude. It has been a full year. Yeah. And so let me know if you're watching this in replay. Christina, if you're still watching, let me know. What are you thankful for? What are something, name, name even just one thing to express that gratitude. Now, those things that I'm thankful for, I'm also thankful for the challenges that have been placed on my lap. Um, thankful for getting through this year. You became more active in your church too and you made a good friend. <laughs> that is, that's awesome, Christina. Okay, so the challenges, right? It's easy to be thankful for those things that were good, those, those positive things. But we also need to be thankful for those challenges. Those things things that have pushed us to grow. It is, I always say nothing that push us to grow. So this past year, I've had a few, and I want you to start thinking of what were those challenges that you grew through? 
that, that if they weren't in your life, you may not have grown as much as you did. And so these are the things that I want you to be thankful for, but they might take a little bit more work to, to get it. So I had a few speaking events, which I ended up really enjoying, um, but they were uncomfortable. I was nervous. I didn't know if I was going to say the right thing, you know, and it's a lot of pressure, but it was through those things. Like I was able to even be on the radio here in Billings, like the local radio, which was pretty cool. Um, I joined some groups. I joined a group that works specifically on trauma. And my friend is hosted, hosts it it's on Fridays. In fact, I was getting the messages while I was here. Um, and I don't go every week, but I try to go at least once a month just to work on some, some things that have affected my life. And trauma is completely subjective. Like I feel that, you know, only the person themselves can say if their event was tra traumatic or not. And so I decided to just check out this group and I found that I, I got some things out of it. So I decided to continue going there. One of the things that I did work on intentionally through this past year was vulnerability. I'm still a long way from being comfortable with being vulnerable. And I probably never will be comfortable being vulnerable, but I really tried to put myself out there and their speaking events allowed me to do that. Um, I joined a, another group online that was um, boundary setting for weight loss. That's something like a goal I had. And I felt like my weight, my weight is more of a symptom of these other things. And so I started working with a naturopathic doctor. I joined this group, like trying to do the things to help heal me so that the weight does come off. But I felt like I didn't want to focus on the weight loss, like calories and then exercise. All. I wanted to kind of get my head together. And I felt that the weight would come off by then. And it has been, it has been, I guess these like I said, I've been practicing getting more vulnerable on social media and in my relationships. Um, and I joined that group at work or not at work at church, the T group, which is like transformation It's based on Henry Cloud and John Townsend, a lot of their work and their books. I applied for TEDx. It is one of my bucket list items to be on the TEDx stage. And so I applied again. This is my what is it? My third time applying? Yeah, it's my third time applying. Um, I heard there's like an average of like five times or some some crazy number, but I keep trying. So um, this might be my year. I don't know. And I've been working on my marriage. I've shared a little bit. Probably I could probably share more, but I've shared a little bit about struggles like within my marriage. So I've been really, we, we're doing a master class. We've done a few master classes. Um, and doing some weekly and daily check-ins and just kind of working on tuning up our marriage. And then the decision to homeschool my daughter, that was something that was uncomfortable and it was a challenge, but I felt like, all right, we've got this. And what can I learn from that? So yes, Christina, yeah, agree that we is a symptom. Yes. Um, what challenges have you faced this past year? What challenges? Have you had some mental health issues? Um, maybe some sicknesses of your kids or yourself or your husband, maybe disability, like some physical health issues. Maybe you face some disappointment from unmet expectations. Maybe you too have had some problems in your marriage or dealing with loneliness, feeling like you're deprived of sleep walking around like a zombie thinking like feeling like you just 
you know, aren't functioning as much as you are able to, or have been able to in the past. Have you been a victim of violence? Parenting solo? Like that is tough. That is really hard. Have you been crippled under the effects of the mental load? Like these are just some challenges that I'm trying to see like what, what are some challenges that you may be faced with? But again, how can you grow? How can you take that lesson from these challenges and be thankful for that lesson? It is in overcoming these challenges, like living on autopilot and being crushed by life's challenges that you can use them as a springboard to learn about yourself, your family, your relationships and the world at large. Like instead of just taking these challenges and living in regret, feeling resentment, like that these challenges have come to you, have been thrown at you. Like kind of switching that, like life happens to you to life happens for you. You know, making that, that shift can help you take those challenges and turn them into kind of like making lemonade out of lemons, right? Christina lost your job. It made you feel bad about yourself, but now you see it's a blessing in disguise. Sleep issues and menopause first felt lonely. Yes, lots of things, mental load, love. yes. It is a process. You're right, it's not, but you can do hard things, right? Like I've encouraged you before, make a list of the hard things you've done in life, put it, put it as a reminder, like whether you put it on your phone to look at, or you hang it in your room, hang it on your refrigerator, like letting just that reminder of you can do hard things. And yes, taking these challenges and turning them into, um, using them as a springboard for things that you can be thankful for. Like that is hard work. I'm not saying it's easy, but you've done hard things. You've absolutely done hard things. So as I explored my past year and shared with shared with others my story, I found that I had a lot of regrets, especially in that T group. Like I do a lot of sharing in that in the T group that I'm in. And I'm realizing like I'm living with a lot more regrets than I want to be living with. And so one of the things that I want to take from that, like knowing that that's something that's, you know, holding me back. I want to intentionally work on accepting myself for who I am, the good and the bad and integrate. And I encourage you as well. Like if you're struggling with feeling like you're living with shame, right? Like shame, like, you know, I'm a failure. I did this or I'm, I'm a failure. I'm not, I'm not doing enough or I'm not enough for my kids or my family or whatever, you know, whatever that struggle is. And again, it's personal to you recognizing that you are good and bad, like there's pieces of that within you. Like we need to learn to accept our strengths and our weaknesses and not just continually focus on our weaknesses and how we can improve that, improve them. Like you are where you are because of your experiences. But going back to that, we are products of our past, but we don't have to be prisoners of it. We don't, we don't have to let our past hold us back. And so recognizing that your past is exactly like it happened for you so that you can be who you are today. And even today, there's some, there's some things that in your life that are probably pretty good. And there's some things that may not be so good. And knowing that those good things wouldn't be there had it not been for the past that you've lived.
For the first 10 years of being a mom, I told myself that I did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby. I told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone. I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my, my worth, but really it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses. But it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. In March, I cried a lot. So I use the Passion Planner as my planner, like I'm a paper pencil kind of, I jot everything down. And one of the cool things about this is at the end of the month, it gives a, let me, let me find it. It gives a little reflection spot, right? And it asks some questions like, what was the most memorable part? What are the three biggest lessons you learned? And I did it. I completed that most of the months. And I thought that that was really good to look back. I I use that to come up with today's thing because there's things like I was like back in March, I don't have the greatest of memories. So I'm like, I don't remember, but I looked back and I was like, you know what? I did cry a lot in March, but I also made more time for prayer and meditation because I needed to kind of balance that out. Um, I also learned not to sign kids up for kid for things that I have to talk them into. <laughs> Although I kind of laughed when I looked at that because that was a lesson that I wrote back in March. And here I am. I just signed my kid up to do, I encouraged her to do an audition. So I feel like there's this fine line between encouraging them to try new skills because they'll never know their gifts unless they are, you know, in them, in them, like trying them, right. Trying different things. But um, I have signed my kids up and it's been like torture for the entire semester, the entire time season. So, um, that's something I'm still trying to figure out. Like, what is that line, you know, coming to terms? Okay. So another thing that, um, I was dealing with, (laughs) yeah, what did I sign? I, when I look back, I'm like, what did I even sign her up for? Like, I know my 13 year old, I signed her up for cross country and that was like, 
pulling teeth every single time to bring her to that. And I was like, never again. All right, cross country's not her thing. Dang, she's a good runner, but <laughs> it's not a thing. Oh, gymnastics. Okay. <laughs> My nine-year-old just came. Gymnastics. That was another thing that I um dragged them to. And I'm like, this is supposed to be fun. Um, but coming to terms with my family visiting me in Montana. So my family back east, my mom and my brothers and sister, like they came once. And that's something that's really hard. And I worked a lot through that here in like in my tea groups and in my like through journaling. I've done a lot of like, why is this keeping me stuck? And I need to come to terms because I felt like it was infringing upon my ability to be content. And so I'm also doing therapy. That's another thing that I've been doing. So um, through like therapy and tea groups and journaling and spending time, like doing some check-ins, I have really kind of chewed on this. Like, why was this keeping me stuck in the past? And while I haven't come to any conclusion, I feel like I've done a lot of growth this past year. Um, realizing I lived in this fantasy world and like I so many people are like, it takes two to 10, like it takes two for a relationship and like really kind of digesting that and internalizing that because I still felt hurt and I still felt um, confused. And it was, it was doing all kinds of like work on myself and seeing what, what's going on there right? Getting curious, which is something that I work with. Like in my super mom detox, that's one of the things that we talk and in with my counseling clients, even we talk about getting curious about your emotions instead of just doing some emotional reasoning and being like, it is what, like, you know, I feel, I feel bad. So I must be bad. Right. It's like emotional reasoning. And so one of the other things is like, I don't have to change who I am to feel like I belong. Where am I trying to belong to? So these are these, my these are some of the lessons that I've learned from the challenges that I faced this past year that I'm deciding to take this into 2024 with me. I want you to think about your own significant experiences. Christina, you were cross country, <laughs> you were a country cross country runner. So yeah, I I actually got into running in my 30s and I enjoyed it. I haven't done it lately, but of course it's a little cold here. Um Yes, wanted them to try volleyball, but they didn't want to. So I pulled back because if you force them to do that volleyball, like it's going to be torture to you. And while some things are, <laughs> some things are hard, you know, um, it's kind of like, okay, what's the bigger picture here? And maybe there's another way to teach them that love sports rather than force. I don't know. I don't know. You, you know, you know, parenting is like, it can be difficult at times. I always tell my kids, I don't know what the heck I'm doing because I really don't. Like I've never raised you before. And so each kid is different and I'm different. I'm a different mom every single time. Like my kids hit a certain season. So, which is a good thing, I think. So challenges are an inevitable part of our journey. We can extract these lessons from experiences. Maybe blocking out time on your schedule to do some reflection, whether it's daily or even monthly. Being able to, I do it, I like doing it just monthly. I don't know, I just don't make time to do it daily, but having everything written down helps me to look back. So 
like I do it, it's right in my planner. So I can look back and be like, oh yeah, this happened, this happened, you know, and be able to say, what, what are my biggest lessons? What do I want to take from this month? And now we're doing it year-wise. What do I want to take from this year to move forward? Ex your experiences, I want you to look at your positive and your negative experience. Remember that we are who we are and where we are because of our experiences, both the bad and the good experiences. So don't just look at those positive experiences and don't just look at those bad experiences. We want to take them both and learn those lessons to move forward. It's important to learn from our mistakes, but it's also even more important to celebrate our successes, right? We need to do both. I guess I shouldn't say it's even more important. We need to do both. Be aware of the inner mean girl and engage in some self-reflection. And yes, slowing down is absolutely necessary. If you're filling your days with doing all the things for everyone else, you're not gonna have that time. You're not. Just like I just spent the hour and a past hour trying to do groceries, squeezing it in, right? Like it's not something that could just be squeezed in. You actually have to plan for it and be intentional. That's why in the group, I'm always like, what, what do you plan on doing this week, right? And a lot of times like the, I love seeing your ideas for self-care and what you plan on doing. It is setting boundaries. It is saying no. It is making time for yourself, for self-reflection and to extract those lessons. It's not about, it's not, it's not all about manicures and bubble baths and all of that. But I have been getting about, I've been getting an Epsom salt bath a few times these past few weeks and love it. Highly recommend it. <laughs> so, but self-care is so much more than that. It's those everyday things like that we need to be doing to protect our time and our efforts and our energy. And that might mean doing the hard work. It absolutely means doing the hard work, not might be. It, it does mean that. But giving yourself credit for the small successes, for the celebrations, for the challenges, giving yourself credit that you have overcome or that you're doing the work to overcome these challenges. So we have this thing called confirmation bias where we tend to focus on just those things that that confirm the beliefs that we hold. But when we're working to shift our beliefs, our beliefs, we need to take the time to notice those things that, the evidence that supports our new beliefs, what we want to believe and what beliefs are gonna serve us. And that only happens when we actually take the time for self-reflection. Today's episode is sponsored by the Supermom Detox, an incredible coaching program designed to help moms take off their supermom cape and feel comfortable in their own skin. Have you felt like you've lost yourself since becoming a mom because you got caught up in the idea that you have to take care of everyone and everything else and sacrifice who you are to be the kind of mom you want to be? The Supermom Detox will guide you in rediscovering who you are and getting yourself off the back burner and onto solid ground. This amazing program will teach you how to let go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, unrealistic expectations, unhealthy boundaries, and negative thought patterns that are keeping you stuck. Motherhood can be so much more enjoyable when you learn to take care of yourself the way you deserve. Stop feeling guilty or bad about making time for yourself. You are so worthy of taking up space. Find out more about the Supermoms Detox by clicking the link in today's show notes and signing up for a call with me. If nothing else, 
you'll get clear on what's keeping you on the back burner. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.